You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Rampage, rampage, rampage. End of review. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> so Sid Talk, hello. Oh, yeah. Say hello to the listeners. You're not the boss of me, but Hello. Hello, listeners. Hello. We love you. <laughs> well, you're getting deep quickly. <laughs> so You love talk. them all. What is the before the after the show discussion? Um, you were playing around with your thingy. That's not discussion. <laughs> Wait, the sound thingy, rather. I feel like I have a lot of saliva in my mouth. And um, what were we talking about? Movies? Top grossing movies? Top grossing movies, which yeah. was interesting. So, it's the top 50 highest grossing movies. I mean, go look it up, but it's, uh, it's not that surprising. Lots of Harry Potter, lots of Fast and Furious, lots of superheroes. What's the uh, top grossing, just the top? The very top? Yeah. Two? The top two uh, was surprising to me. Avatar, even though I did guess them both. Avatar, and you didn't guess the second one, because I, I gave you a hint. Avatar and Titanic, that good old classic. I thought Titanic would have dropped down the list by now. It's only going to keep making money, remember. True. It just constantly makes money, so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know. Whenever. Usually I am, yes, yes. Is the, all, somebody is always going to buy a copy of that, I guess. Correct. So, uh, yeah. What happens if I go to, like, Goodwill and there's about 100 VHS copies of Titanic, which there <laughs> always is? Does that count? No, because somebody's already bought them. <laughs> They've already been counted, and they're probably pirated, so it wouldn't matter. There are. I've noticed one thing in junk shops, watching people in junk shops, that Titanic. There was a lot of copies of Titanic on VHS. It must have. They must have made so many of them. Well, yeah. So um, this is after the show. We're a movie review podcast. It is Saturday, July the fourteenth. This is after the show episode five hundred and thirty nine. We look at a movie every week, and this week's movie is Rampage. It's a 2018 movie. Releases on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday, the 17th, so you can pick it up then. It's out on 4K, Blu-ray, and it's already out on digital, so you can watch it tonight if you really want to. It's rated PG-13, and our friends at Warner Brothers sent us a copy of the 4K disc to watch, and Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Rampage. Synopsis. Um, questionable science, animals get giant, and humans try to, you know, control it. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Questionable. questionable science is, you know, there's real science mixed with fiction science. Also based because on a video game. Because of the science, game. the animals get huge, and then humans have to try to stop them. I, um... <clears throat> I knew what this movie was. We saw the trailer. I would actually advise you not to see the trailer of this movie because it is pretty much the whole movie. They do all the main points in this movie are covered in that trailer. All the one-liners that Dwayne does, they're <laughs> all in the trailer. It's a big arm. Don't uh, fight it. There's no surprise um, monster because you already saw it in the trailer. Even though it comes across in the movie like, you know, it might they might be trying to make a surprise out of it. But um, yeah, it's ba I didn't realize it was based on the video game of the same name um, because that video game's from so long ago. It was in the 80s. Yeah, but let's be honest. That one kind of sneaked by you because you're Mr. I know every detail from the 80s that you could possibly dig up and you have references in your brain that most people don't have. That one just squeaked by you. So let's just chalk that up to the aging process since you did just turn 49. I was looking at the cover for it and they had, uh, the, as I was looking at the three monsters and I was like, hold on a second. Those three monsters seem familiar. So I typed Rampage into Google and then it's like, oh yeah, based on the video game. I'm like, oh, that's why. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but don't go into this movie uh, thinking, well, that was a game from the 80s that was a one screen game with no story to it anyway, really. So they didn't base this on it really, apart from in name. And if you look really closely in the baddies office, there is a Rampage arcade machine. But that's about it. So, uh, Sito, what did you think of the movie Rampage? I enjoyed it. 
I'm like, it's, it's not perfect. And it's got, you got a lot of eye rolling you might have to suppress from time to time. But I, in, I was in the mood for it. I was even looking forward to it because I like Dwayne Johnson. I like giant animals and creatures uh, battling humans. I like science fiction. And so, you know. It is all of those things. I can, I can squeeze all those in and then put myself in the mood that, and I even said before, the only thing I want is like really good CGI. So I'm never out of it, but it had a lot of dodgy CGI, but still a lot of good. And so I was good to go. Story, I could, you know, doesn't matter. You could just plug any story in for me. Um, unless you're really going to give me a good big thinker story, which you're not going to get with giant creatures, are you? Usually. No. Um, I mean, Twas Beauty Killed the Beast is about as deep as it can get, I think, with these. Because they're either trying to terraform the earth, or they're just full-on destructo. You know, they, they're just naturally going to, like, they think King Kong will destroy everything. Nothing deep there. But, because it does that thing where it has that super hyped up formula that we were just talking about. That was also before the after the show. There is the little introduction explaining everything very, very clearly. Like Geostorm. And then, you know, oh God, let's not compare it to <laughs> Geostorm. Oh my God. Yes, there is a formula. And yes, it's a basic principle is alive and well, but... I didn't hate anybody. You know, if I'm instantly irritated by someone or somebody. Yeah. Character wise, I'm or even performer person. I'm just like, ugh, I'm out. I thought you would have been irritated immediately by his two little henchmen at the beginning. The girl and the. They didn't dude. really annoy me. They were just va- like vacant. Like there was nothing to them. And um, so they didn't really. I was more interested in his relationship with the. With George. I also thought, thinking about what you would think, I also <laughs> thought that you would be super irritated by the two bad guys in this because they were so cartoonish. Which ones? The sister and brother? The sister and brother, yeah. wasn't really irritated. Because they're really kind of... Very two-dimensional, and yeah. I don't really grasp their overall goal except to make money, which never makes for a good bad guy because, I mean... I guess it can. You can just chalk it up to like pure greed, but that's not compelling because no matter what they do, they're they're not as dangerous as someone who wants to like destroy the world or dominate the world or enslave humanity. You know, wanting money. Yes, you'll do whatever you got to do, but they never make them merciless because no matter what they do, they're going to still want to make more money. So... That wasn't a great premise for me. And yeah, the brother was like, I wanted to punch him in the throat and shut him up every every second that he was alive on the screen. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> that was and like, he was ah. always eating. It was gross. I didn't, Ugh, gross. I didn't quite understand why he was always eating. I don't know. Just like, to was there the a char- payoff? For you that? know why? Because the character was so freaking boring. They have to give him something. Yeah, to but do. it seemed like it was a joke. Like, because he had a pop tart and then he had a sandwich and yeah, like, just it, to give him something to do. Yeah, I was thinking. Well, maybe I was thinking a bit too deep that it was some kind of inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> inside the what? But then I was like, was it the food? Were those the foods that people would eat while they played Rampage? Maybe really that deep of a kind of a <sighs> don't what you know? What I'm that's saying? a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember, like, like the director's like, I used to play Rampage back in the 80s, and I always ate a sandwich, so let's make him eat a sandwich all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that was it. But yeah, um, if I was thinking of anything, um, we watched a movie a few weeks ago called uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, and this movie almost shares the same script, kind of. It just feels the same. Like, I mean, it's not... The things that happen are not the same, but the way it is set up... The way the baddies uh, come off, the whole thing just feels the same, right? Oh, yeah. You know, Pacific Rim Uprising, at least, I think, had an interesting baddie. Like, because, well, I don't want to spoil it. Did we already spoil that? <laughs> I don't know. Just don't. <laughs> we probably, I mean, it's been a long time now, but... No, it's not been a long time. It's been about three weeks, right? Well, that's a long time for people to get a chance to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well anyway... It felt like that movie to me. Like, it felt like a bunch of humans, but 
actually, the humans don't really matter. It's just an excuse to have some stuff running around in a city, smashing stuff up. That's how this movie felt to me. It, um, the payoff of it, of them running around the city, smashing it up, I really liked. Yeah. I mean, that's when, when the dodgy... When you dodgy CGI, I, I, was, I was really on board with it. I thought it looked really good all the time. Most of it did. Not all of it did all the time. That's not accurate, but... A lot of it did. To my so. uh, poor eyes, it, it looked <laughs> good. Unfortunately, when you put me in that world, because I love these kinds of movies, that does occur to me, and I do notice. So, I really liked the um, the monsters in this. I liked the sequence um, towards the beginning when um, he first gets out, the monkey. Monkey. He's a gorilla. Yeah, and then you see, and then the, you realize, oh, well, also, because some spoilers here, but not we won't spoil the whole thing, there is um, something, an experiment falls from space <laughs> that I won't explain in full, because you'll find We've out. We've already said it's giant animals, How, and you're saying scientific experiment, therefore those two things and pretty come, much explain They come through the atmosphere like shooting stars, and then some animals get exposed to what was in this, and... When you see this wolf sniff it up, there's a wolf elsewhere. Don't know where, how far away he was. I have no idea. The geography of this is impossible to understand, right? Yeah. You know when they crash in that cornfield? Where is that? How far away from anywhere is that? They say it's Montana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But it's like, you're looking and I'm like, I can't see any. I don't know where anybody is. I don't... People seem to get around really fast in this movie. They take a helicopter. Oh, yeah. They're conveniently in It takes the next a lot place. of leaps. Yeah. So, yeah, the geography, I have no idea. I have no idea. What, what city were they smashing up? Chicago. They said it like 500 times. Yeah, they times. did say Chicago. <laughs> now, Chicago doesn't really have, like, like super memorable... Don't say that. You're going to make everybody in Illinois annoyed with you. I mean, like, like I know when you, if they were smashing New York up, I would know that, right? Because New York is very specific. Well, you would also know because they said it many times. Yeah, well, the geography was all off for me. I, I kind of it was kind of just generic everything at some at, at some point. But um, do you like the monsters? Yes, I think um, George is my favorite because I felt like most of the time I was more my brain was accepting more of his movements and stuff. There are a few dodgy little weirdness and scale issues a couple of times however the wolf just seemed too skinny and weird and i don't know what genetics got mixed into him to make him kind of skinny and weird i mean i'm complaining about a a wolf that's 150 feet high but and then the crocodile slash alligator lizzie lizzie um was really good when they do the close-up of the mouth opening and, like, you know, right in your face. But they did it so many times that it was, like, obvious they knew that looked really cool. Yeah. Other than that, it looked pretty fake to me a lot of the time because they did that sort of weird um, bumpy back, which reminded me of a stress ball. (laughs) You know those stress balls that are rubbery and they have those little nobules all over them? Yeah. It kind of looked like that. And so I was, like, my brain kept going, that's not, that doesn't, doesn't look right. It needs to have his normal alligator slash crocodile. I don't know which one it was supposed to be. Because um, it was in the swamp where this thing hit and then yeah. it ate the the, gro- the pathogen or whatever. But So George is my favorite. Although I like the scale of them. How big they are. It, it got a little jostled around occasionally. But I enjoyed seeing them pick up like a tank in their teeth and There were definitely some around. shots where... The scale didn't work. Like, like the gorilla is the smallest of the three. True. And then sometimes he looked bigger than the wolf. And, like, it was... I don't know if it was just perspective because they pulled out more. But sometimes I was like, oh, wow, he looks bigger. Like, oh, oh now he looks really small and the wolf looks ten times bigger than him. It's like... Um, exactly. There was a bit of that going on. Um, I did really like, though, when Lizzie climbs up the building, climbs up a skyscraper... And then burrows through the side of the skyscraper and comes out the other side. That was one of my favorite shots in the whole thing. Um, and also, when you first meet Lizzie and she just comes out of the water up up onto the bridge in Chicago, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's when I was more like, oh, nobules. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, and the water coming off didn't. But then again, I'm still complaining about a gigantic animal 
And I'm going, well, the water coming off of that didn't look exactly right. But my brain should would know, right? My brain and my eyes grasp when something's a little bit off. And it looked more like animation than like the CGI yeah, glory the, the, that it should have been. The effects work was done by Weta, the people who did Planet of the Apes movies. So yeah, the ape was really, really good. And I I when you say like it you didn't like it sometimes, there wasn't a moment where I didn't like the CGI, apart from the scale being off sometimes. There were a couple times when George was moving and it was like that weird ragdolly, like he didn't seem connected to the ground. He just sort of skimmed mm. along a couple times. But yeah, it's because I'm watching so close because I'm into it that it irritates me. I really liked um how the bad guys were dealt with. I won't spoil I didn't. How. I thought it was really really lame. I liked it because it it was less important than the rest of it. Like it didn't they didn't really matter, did they? True. That is true. <laughs> but like, they were the bad guys and bad guy and bad lady and They were literally just there as a reason for what happened. Like like we we need a reason for why this all happened and But it, it also looked really bad. The one with the oh shit that looked really bad. Like from every angle. You mean the yes. falling one? Yes, I wasn't gonna say it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Quit spoiling everything. Actually it looked alright to me. Ugh. Hayes. And I actually liked I liked that. I liked making a joke out of it. It was more Right, and I would rather not make a joke when we are it's very clear that thousands of people are dying. Again, like it's, like it's very obvious. Room. They yeah. uh, made it clear here, here People again. are dying. Soldiers are dying. Police are dying. People yeah. are getting crushed. But Cars then they getting... cut back to the uh, military thing, and then they said, have we cleared all the area? And he's like, yeah, it's all cleared. Like, <laughs> like instantly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow, that was like five seconds ago. Yeah, um, some... five seconds ago we saw some people running across the road. It I was feel the same... so much more secure now that um, my military could get an entire half of a city uh Evacuated in yeah. like two minutes. Because he's like, yeah, we can send in the Moab now because nobody, you know, we've got them all out. They're all out of there. It's fine. We're just going to level the city and then they'll be they'll be down. But yeah, that that at least in Pacific Rim Uprising, we complained about that in that. But at least you saw people running into underground shelters. It actually showed True. you showed you a shot of them all running into these shelters. I accepted theirs, their yeah. little thing. But in this one, I was like, come on, you didn't clear that. You didn't clear shit. People were in those skyscrapers. When Lizzie's running up the skyscraper, there's people in that skyscraper. Yeah. Because the bad guys are saying some stuff in the corridors, and there's people wandering around. It's like it's like there's people in that place. So you just have to defy... Logic is defied in this whole thing, right? <laughs> it is science fiction, so we have to give a... And it is a movie. It's a fictional representation of a story yeah. that we're being told. Like, a, you know, it's a fairy tale... It's a nighttime story. That's all these are. Sometimes so it doesn't I can accept me. that. Yeah. And today it didn't. I mean, when they were in the plane, it was completely ridiculous what was happening in that plane. Well, yeah. But it was a lot of fun to watch. Correct. And I, I was I, I was kind of inside rolling my, my eyes inside. I was like, just because Negan is trapped under a thing over there, it doesn't mean like the physics have just, physics just stop at that point. <laughs> Because the thing's on him, he doesn't move anymore. <laughs> like there was a lot of that where I was like, it wasn't even on him; it was just his hand. Yeah, just his hand. You, had a and, rope and the rest on of it. him was like, it was like he was weighed down by about ten tons. Like he wasn't moving. Correct. He wasn't uh, flopping around on no. an airplane that was crashing. There was a lot of that going on in that airplane. I was like, oh, this is really the, the airplane's supposed to be nosediving. Also, right he's now. not Negan. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the airplane's supposed to be nosediving right now, but. Everybody's at the other end of the plane and nobody seems to be like. And everyone's <laughs> so aware that they're able to like put on their parachutes and, you know, we get it. We but get it's it. all high tension stuff. I, I felt some tension during that part. Like, are they going to, you know, are they going to, are we all going to escape? Is somebody going to die? Like, I yeah, do but feel that. Your movie watching brain knows the truth. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but it was a fun sequence. Like, just a fun, silly sequence. Like, ridiculous out of control you know a giant ape running around a uh, plane also the scale seemed completely bananas in that like the plane was sometimes very big and sometimes very small yeah it just didn't i guess it's because we never see a giant ape running around a plane i guess that's why (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, I don't... I actually enjoyed it in the way I enjoyed Pacific Rim. I can come away from Pacific Rim and go... And I could sit and talk to you for three hours and pick everything apart. But at the end of Pacific Rim, what is in my mind is, okay, the, the script is really... Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Who cares? But watching the giant robots fight in the city was cool. I really enjoyed it. Correct. And it's the same with this. The script is neither here nor there. The story, I don't care at all. But I do enjoy seeing some big monsters rip up the city. So I was thinking... What does that say about us? Could you make this movie... Yeah, could you make this movie without all the humans and just have the monsters ripping up cities? And would that be good? Because that's my favourite part. So if it was a whole two-hour movie of monsters ripping up different cities, would that work? Or do we need this kind of hokey plot? No, you need a story. Well, could we have the story from the point of view of just some monsters? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be... We have to have a first movie where humans are injected with some kind of pathogen that turns them into 300-foot-high creatures of some kind. But they can still think and talk and understand, and then have romances and tension and betray each other and want to dominate the world or do, you know, they have to be that and destroy the city. Would that make sense? So you're happen? saying in, in movie number one, The Rock turns into a, he eats some <laughs> no, no, experiment. No. He has to remain The Rock because at the end he has to be this little tiny human who right. defeats the big giant human. Because, I mean, come on. He's The Rock. Yeah. So <laughs> this movie was... Um, <clears throat> There's no coincidence about this, but this movie was directed by the guy who directed San Andreas. And you know when we watched San Andreas, at the end of San Andreas, I felt the same way as I do about this movie. Exactly the same. San it's Andreas. It's fun, but it's not, you know. Yeah, and it's very dumb, San, San, San Andreas. It is like, ultimately, it's so dumb. It's, it's this kind of movie where your, your head rears back because you do have a reaction to this building falling or sinking or a helicopter crashing, and you're like, oh, shit, damn. And then two seconds later, you're on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and then what's over, it's like eating a box of Twinkies. Each <laughs> yeah. one is like, oh, damn. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, I got no nutrition, and now I'm hungry again. So empty calories. But one of the um, Twinkies are in- good. One of the things in this movie is when uh, Dwayne Johnson says, like, about he, he's about to get in a helicopter, and he said, "Oh, I've not flown one for a while, but it's coming. It's starting to come back to me." And I was thinking, <laughs> "Oh yeah, in the last movie, the uh, San Andreas, when you were a helicopter pilot, are you just the same guy actually? Because you could be, because he's." Are you saying they're making reference to the last movie? I, th- I feel like they were a bit. <laughs> so, um, moving on to the cast of this uh, movie. Dwayne Johnson plays Davis Aoki. What did you think of Dwayne Johnson in this one? I like Dwayne Johnson, so I'm going to be biased here and say he's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I like... I think that if you're going in and you just want to criticize because he's The Rock and because he's Dwayne Johnson and because his movies, these particular movies now, No Pain, No Gain was different because he was a different type of character in that one. That was Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain, right? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just like him, and I like the way he kind of seems to approach it. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know the guy. But for me, there are some people who play this role. <clears throat> Another bald guy with big muscles. Rah, 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 a lot. And one of his famous lines is, I am Groot. So there you go. Oh, it like dummies that. down everything. It dumbs down the whole thing. And I don't. I'm not Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? Van Diesel? <laughs> Diesel Van? Vin. 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 I'm not a Vin Diesel fan. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dwayne Johnson is not a Vin Diesel fan either. <laughs> well, separate from that. But he doesn't, <laughs> he just makes me feel like I don't care and he's not compelling at all. I'm not saying Dwayne Johnson is like, you know, rocking my world with his. <laughs> rocking. Rocking my world with his ability to move me, telling me a deep and thoughtful story. Although, I don't put it past him. I wouldn't mark him out for that possibility. So, I like him. I don't care what anybody says. I like him. These kind of movies that The Rock, Dwayne, it's not The Rock anymore, Dwayne Johnson (laughs) is in. These kind of movies. They're kind of cookie cutter though, aren't they? If you put them all together, like, his character is the same character. Often, yeah. 
like the San Andreas character and this character, they're, you could swap them about in the movies and you wouldn't notice. I don't mind that, though, so much, because we can do that with a lot of people that other people don't like to acknowledge. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. But what I will give Dwayne Johnson is, <laughs> he is charismatic, like, a lot. Like, you know, you go back into the days when, like, Die Hard was out, and everybody's like, oh, Bruce Willis, he's so charismatic. And he is in Die Hard, but then I don't find him that charismatic anymore. No. He's kind of a dick. But The Rock is pretty charismatic in all the things he's in. I keep calling him The Rock. I'm sure he never wants to be called The Rock ever again. I mean, that's how you got famous. Don't knock your past, people. Yeah, don't rock. Yeah, even on the cover it says Dwayne Johnson. It doesn't say The Rock. Of but yeah, that's his name. He is charismatic, and he does do... I mean, he works in the way an action hero type guy works, like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day, or Bruce Willis. I'm trying to think of other ones. Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, people who are... I never, ever, ugh, always thought Jean-Claude Van Damme was just ick. But a good action hero in certain movies. I don't think so, so no. Not just because other people think so. No, I disagree. But but The Rock fits in those. Um, He can carry a movie because he actually can act. Um, Well, he can perform. Yeah. I'd like... It was somebody said to me the other day, oh, The the Rock is the greatest actor ever. Like, he may, look at his box office, he makes so much money. And I was thinking, That's well, I can't deny good. that he makes a load of money, but it's not because of his acting. It's because he chooses these kind of action movies, big movies that people love. He was also very famous in wrestling, so he's got a fan base that comes with him. And he's fine as a performer yeah, in these movies. But it's not to do with he's the greatest actor of all time. It's not to do right, with Right, money doesn't equal quality no. in your skill. Like if I'm an artist and I sell paintings for $5 or $50,000 and you compare them, me to someone who does sell them for 50000 and you look at mine and you look at theirs and you decide you like mine better, but then someone tells you how much they cost and then you decide you like theirs better, you're just a fucking idiot. The True. price, the you know, the money isn't the quality thing. So whoever said that he was the best actor because of the money needs to rethink. The box office is what shows you that he is the best actor, but no. He's a good businessman. Yeah. Decision I, maker, for I sure. still need to see him in a really dramatic role. I'd love to see him in one because I think he totally could do it. Like I agree. Um, he hasn't really done one. I mean, somebody said Walking Tall, which I have not seen which is the remake of Walking Tall, was one of the first movies he did. But then that is more of an action movie as well. It's not a... So I'd like to see him in something like an actual, like, serious drama of some kind. Yeah. And it, he totally could do it. I don't deny he could. So I agree. Maybe we'll see it in the future. In the next Paul Thomas Anderson movie starring Dwayne Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Naomi Harris is Dr. Kate Caldwell. What do you think of Naomi here? What do we know Naomi from? She's Money Penny. She is Money Penny in the new Bond. Well, Money Penny. Yeah. <laughs> She's the new Money Penny. Yep. So, what do you think of her here? She was fine. I mean, to me, kind. I mean, I like some of her little quippy things that she does, but um, fairly generic and interchangeable. I do feel that myself. I like her. I do too. But it doesn't against Dwayne Johnson, who's like this huge personality. It's hard to like be as memorable as he is. That's what I feel. Yeah, and it felt a little try hard a little bit. Because I was even trying to think of San Andreas and who was the female co-star in that. And it took me a while to think of who it was. And then I did think of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I kind of forgot who it was because <laughs> of, of Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Because he's so upfront and, like, you know, all you think about is him, really. So, if you're his co-star, you haven't really got a chance. <laughs> Not true. Not true. <laughs> all right. So, another co-star here, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, a.k.a. Negan, plays Harvey Russell. Now, this was another thing I thought that you might be re- really rolling your eyes at. <laughs> why? So what do why? You th- Tell them why. Well, I don't think you really like his portrayal of Negan. Why would that be? I think you think it's kind of comic, comic-ish? Or? Yeah, but that stems from something else. What? I think that Negan is a not a well-written bad guy. And so his thing 
layered on top with the performance that this guy does, does not do anything for me. And then he brings that, maybe he's a one-trick pony. And that's the only sort of accent and attitude and stature and way you can walk and the way he emphasizes lines a very specific way. It's always been the same, right? We've seen him in a couple other things. Briefly. Watchmen. Right. But, well, Watchmen would have been different. He was more broken. Yeah. So I'd have to see it again. But I don't think he had taken on this, like, you know, stiff neck, right shoulder up in the air kind of swagger or anything. And so I don't find him compelling, unfortunately. He had moments where he kind of relaxed that, and that was better. But because I'm, this movie isn't a deep thinker movie, it's not like he's in here telling me, you know, it's not like um, Phantom Thread or anything where I'm like lapping up this character's weirdness and every little nuance. Um, so I could just throw it away. I didn't really care, but I would have preferred it be somebody else or that he lose the Walking Dead thing altogether. There were moments where he was straight up playing Negan for me. Like, yeah. the characteristics, the whole thing. I was like, oh, you need to, like, if you're going to do this character, you need to just, like, knock all that on the head. Like, just be something else. Be a bit more, like, maybe be a bit more wacky so it doesn't come across as you being Negan. Because I kept thinking of Negan. And when he when he does his back thing, like, it's kind of, like, leans back a little bit when he's saying some witty stuff you know i do like him but i couldn't get negan out of my head negan's such like a big character isn't it in the <laughs> walking dead that yeah but that's down to the person's ability you yeah. know but um yeah it because didn't... the dwayne johnson because none of his characters are landmark characters to me there's nothing where you say you know dwayne johnson slash the rock that makes you go Oh, that's the Negan guy. Like, to my memory. Yeah, there's nothing really. Right. So there's nothing to say, oh, that's his starting point, and now everything is the same. He's just kind of the same. Right. And it suits each of the different characters that he plays. Negan, who's a psychopathic freak and is post-apocalyptic zombie world... Is not an FBI agent who's trying to save the world. Like, it's two different people. Right. And yet, it's come, you know, you're bringing the same skill set, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to pick on him because he's a fine individual. I've seen him just talk about his roles. He's really into it. I've heard him, you listen to him on Howard and whatnot, but I don't know. He doesn't do anything for me. I don't look at it and go, oh man, I dig Negan. He's so awesome. And therefore, I like him in this movie. I liked the the way he he was set up as a character and then how he grew as a character. I liked what they did with him. It wasn't the obvious thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. That part I liked. Um, Malin Ackerman plays Claire Wyden. And Jake Lacey plays Brett Wyden. Wyden. These are the two brother and sister bad guys. What do you reckon for these two? Kind of boring. He- I felt her intensity. And he was an idiot. And I don't know if the characters were just supposed to give me... The vibe of, she is such a bitch, and he's such a dingleberry. If that was the goal, success. They were. But there were super cardboard cutouts, and so there was nothing for me to fear. I know she was pretty severe, but still. Yeah, they I were, mean. I think they were borderline bad. Like, they were, like, lowest common denominator baddies. Like, mm. like the, hardly any writing. Like, there's no backstory, hardly. They're just... Oh, they're the bad people, so therefore they need to get what what's coming to them. That's it, like. Right. I never thought, "Oh, I love their motivation or I love hmm, what why are they like this?" There's yeah, we have really, no explanation. No. Yeah. So you can't really do anything with them. You can't go And I'll say I'll just do a mini little shout out to my upcoming recommendations. I did watch Incredibles 2 yesterday. Brother sister team that does have a good backstory. So, just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, these don't. These don't have any. No, nothing. Like, there's you. You can't even. They don't even give you like a five minute. You know, it, this is what was going on with this company. There's you really know very little about the whole deal. But that's how this movie operates. You don't need to know. 
you just need to know that some monsters are going to run around the city. But it's those details that can elevate even the flatline, kind of dummy, empty calorie movie to a more robust, you know, kind of movie story experience. It's not necessary or required, but that's the those are the things, even in one line of dialogue or one moment, a scene where they tell each other or to transmit to us why they're so highly motivated, then you fill in the gap and you can see why she's so willing to be vicious and why it's such a good thing for her to not exist anymore, other than just, I am the bad guy and I'm going to do bad things. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, they didn't do nothing for me. Anyway, but I thought I recognized Malene Ackerman, who plays Claire, and uh, yeah, she was in Watchmen. She was the Silk Spectre. So she did work with Jeffrey Dean Morgan before. I mean, that's I've seen her in that, and then nothing else in between now. Uh, so this is directed by Brad Payton. He also directed San Andreas. His next movie, surprise, surprise, is San Andreas 2 next summer with The Rock again. Um, so he's just becoming the, um, the guy who makes movies with The Rock. <laughs> Big giant movies that make loads of money with The Rock. <laughs> I mean, it's... Com- it's well made, this movie. I mean, it's got. Yeah. A good, it looks good. It's got a good budget. You know, people in it are proficient. It's like it's the same as Pacific Rim. It looks really good, but the script isn't great, and like you're only there for the spectacle. You're not and that's fair. That's fine because I don't go to. I wouldn't go to like Niagara Falls for some big story. I'm going for the spectacle. I'm going to watch a bunch of water fall off a cliff. Right? It's just that it does it very well, that one thing. And that's fine. I would go to the Grand Canyon not for nothing more. I don't need to know the history of the whole planet to stand there and look at a big hole in the ground that's actually so big, it does it better than any other hole. And that's fine. Yeah, and as far as these, like, summer popcorn flicks go, it is exactly that. Oh, I didn't make any popcorn. No, this this would be the perfect movie to make that Yeah, it would have been. Now we're going to have to do it again. Because it is a (laughs) giant summer blockbuster flick where you check your brain, you watch the movie, you have a load of fun, and then possibly forget it pretty quickly, (laughs) right? Because that does seem to happen with these type of movies. Three weeks down the line, I'll ask you what happened, and you'll be like, huh? Yeah, to be fair, though, I don't recall a lot of things. So, What movie did we watch last week? I don't know. I don't remember. Did you review it yet? We did. We did a thing no, I mean, of did it. You, did you write a review on it yet? No. No, oh, there you go. You don't. That's why you don't know. It's um, the, you were never really here. Exactly. We never really watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped my mind. <laughs> True. So um, extras on this uh, disc. Uh, there is a bunch, actually. Um, there's a gag reel. What do you think of the gag reel? We watched the gag reel. Don't ask. Hilarity. Every time you insist that we watch it, I'm like getting myself like, I could leave because I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give a shit about a bunch of rich people standing around laughing their heads off while they're doing their job. Because I could go to a factory or to like, well, I'd uh, like to see the front gathering. lines of a war where the soldiers are at work and those people don't get paid millions of dollars to stand around and like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny and hold up a million billion dollar production because they just can't focus and they think it's hilarious. I just think it's stupid. And I love you, but I think that's stupid. I'd like to see the gag reel from this <laughs> aforementioned factory that you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, factory people aren't standing there laughing up shit and then messing up a bunch of stuff on the little treadmill and everybody laughing it off because that's not how real jobs work. So there so are. I don't think celebrating a bunch of people getting paid a lot of money to just. Basically fail at their job. That's what the gag reel is all about, right? You're failing. Because in that moment, you're supposed to know your line, do the scene, move along. For, so the lighting and the sound and the dress people and the, everybody else and the catering is on time and the director's got his shot done. But no, you're a dickhead and you just go, oh, <laughs> swear word, swear word, bleep, 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 ha, ha, ha. Make everybody giggle. Ha, ha, ha. Let's do it again. Sid talks no fun. I like a nice <laughs> <No> gag reel. <fun. laughs> I have no fun. Uh, and yeah, there's there's a gag reel for all you gag reel fans. There's also deleted scenes. There's like a bunch of featurettes on different aspects of it. There's a look at like the actors. There's a look at the destruction. Well, it looks at all three of the monsters and how Weta put them together. 
They're also uh, not just a game anymore, focusing on what video game it came from. I'm telling you, Rampage the video game, it's not a great game. There's one screen, there's some buildings, you control one of the monsters... It's you, Donkey Kong, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's less gameplay than Donkey Kong. Actually, it's, it, you just smash stuff. You press a button, and it destroys stuff, and that's it. You just keep pressing the button. It was from back in the day when arcade games were there to take your quarters from you. So it's that kind of game. But um, yeah, that's the extras on the uh, disc. So uh, in conclusion, I think I'd recommend this because I do. I would say have a double bill with Pacific Rim Uprising that we reviewed a few weeks ago. And you will have had your fill of city destruction for the entire year (laughs) in one afternoon. So I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I don't recommend anybody, so it's kind of up to you. But if you just want to have a good time at a movie and kind of like chill out and don't sit there. and I mean, if your idea of a good time is to sit there and criticize a movie for every single little tiny thing while it's happening. There's a lot to criticize. Then you can have a good time. But if you just want to have a good time yeah, and be like awesome, fun time at the movies, then I'd say, yeah, give it a try. And we look forward to San Andreas 2 this time next year. <laughs> we'll do we? Yes, we Are do. Are we looking forward to that? Well, yes. I really want What's to see. What's the explanation going to be? It happens again. This time it's personal. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> <laughs> this earthquake is coming the back. Earth- this earthquake is brewing. And, it's, and then you see its little backstory and it's going, Dwayne Johnson, I'm going to get him. There's going to be a scientist who explains how some earthquakes, some fissures in the earth can can feel the vibration of the people and decide that it wants to destroy all of a, a whole coastline. That's a pretty good idea. So if you're interested in that, Hollywood, you need to get in touch with us. because uh, I own it. I've said it. I said yeah. it first. Yeah. So um, next week's... Thank you to Warner Brothers for sending us the 4K disc for review. And next week's review will be A Quiet Place, which is a horror movie we're going to look at next week. Movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of this movie, Rampage. I'm going with Kong Skull Island from last year, which I thought was a really cool monster movie. It was giant, really giant, really good special effects. And Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Again, let's go back to this idea that some people are sort of one-trick ponies. However, he was different. Yeah, he was. In Kingsman. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah he was. But not in a lot of other things. Kong Skull Island. My other one is a movie that I enjoyed with Dwayne Johnson in it called Faster. Don't know if... Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know if... Okay, there's one of those that... I mean, mean, it's an action movie. It is similar, kind of a character type, but they put it in a setting that made it a little bit more interesting, and the story was more interesting. Yeah. It's a guy who gets out of prison. There's a Don't tell them. They can just watch it. You're recommending Yeah, but it. it's less um, goofball and more, you know, it's not a drama by any means, but it's a, you know, like a Jason Statham movie. It's like that. <laughs> he beats people Yeah, because Transporter is so not action-packed. No, I'm saying it's. Like, I'm saying this is not a drama movie. Um, faster, it's more like a Jason Statham movie. He, he kicks mm. a load of people's asses. He drives a fast car. It's that kind of thing, right? Um, but it's not quite on the Fast and the Furious crazy level. It's more down to earth than that. So yeah, those are mine. Faster and Kong Skull Island. And I'm going to go back to the cheap way of doing it. And yesterday, my nephew and I went to see The Incredibles 2. My nephew happens to be 21 and I'm 50. But still, we decided in the afternoon to go see a movie and that was it. And it was really fun. Really fun. I laughed a lot. There's lots of baby giggling. So that always makes me laugh. We'll probably review that soon. Well, I'm reviewing it now. It was really fun. And I'm going to say, watch The Incredibles. Because The Incredibles is really fun. I like the... The idea of superheroes having been kind of a big deal, like through, you know, all of the world history, basically. But then something goes on in the first movie, of course, where now they're supposed to be underground. And then, you know, you're hitting on that same topic again, but it's just a different Was fling. Was Frozone in this new one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Frozone. For Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he was better as Frozone than a lot of other things. So, it was fun. Those are my recommendations. All right. So, uh, Ace Cully stuff. I've been playing one game this week. It's called uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. 
It's the sequel to Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Um, <laughs> Wolfenstein's <laughs> Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, so Wolfenstein 2 is a first-person shooter, single-player story. It's not like a multiplayer shooter. Um, it's an altern- alternate USA where the Nazis won the war, take over the whole world, and you're in the USA in the 40s. And uh, you're this guy, BJ Blasterwitz. And it's kind of... Not only did the Nazis win, they're also kind of borrowing technology from the aliens or something. You know what I mean? They're super high. Damn. Like they've, they've got crazy... That just escalated quickly. Yeah, they've got like crazy like mech armor and like guns that disintegrate people. And, you know, it's a bit more sci-fi than just the normal Nazis. I can get behind this. It's very... I'm, I'm really impressed by how ballsy it is. It's got like a lot of racist kind of... I'm not saying it's a racist game, but they cover racism in there. And, you know, the Nazis are treated in a, a particular way. In fact, some of the levels like are from the, from the side of the Nazis where you're trying to understand what their motivation is. Spoiler, their motivation is they just want to kill everybody. <laughs> oh, shocking. <laughs> but um, it's got more of a sci-fi Eastland, and some of the weapons in this game are insane, like a gun that you just fire out and it just evaporates somebody into some dust. You know, so, like, it's really fun to shoot at people in it. They're also, you get to see... There's some really, like, disturbing scenes at the beginning, like, where you, you actually have to kill an animal... Which everything, everything inside. In fact, I wouldn't do it. The character's father tells him he has to kill this dog to become a man, and it's the pet dog. And he he clamps you into this thing, and he puts the gun in your hand and goes, "Kill the dog." And I'm pointing the gun at the dog, and I'm thinking, "Well, I'm not going to kill the dog." So, yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Well, eventually, surely, like the cutscene will." It'll say, oh, you don't have the balls to kill the dog and then carry it. No. So yeah, I end up having to kill a dog. And I felt really bad about killing a video game dog. It's not right. (laughs) But killing all the people is fun. Let's just go back to that point that you made a minute ago. (laughs) But yeah, this game, it it takes no, like, it's not shy of being, like, super violent and, like, a bit racist. Do we need to have a psychological moment here and ask why these things are so compelling to you? Yeah, it's got it's it's compelling in the way to me like the Inglorious Bastards is by Tarantino. It's got that kind of edge to it, like where it really doesn't care, right? It just goes for it, like it's like yeah, you know, I'm not going to be politically correct in any way. This is what we're dealing with here. Here are the Nazis; they're really bad. The bad guys are really bad. Like when they're doing dialogue and stuff with each other, it's like oh. I'm, I'm, I don't think you should be saying that. That's really bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, they set up the bad guys really well. I'm not, I've not finished it in, by any means. I'm about an hour, maybe two hours into it, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. So Sita, what is for dinner? We're going to have Freddy's Veggie Burgers. Because as I mentioned before, you had a birthday. And your request was some kind of fast food veggie burger. Because as everyone knows, of course, we're vegetarian. We have been for about 10 years. And so we tell you every week that you can survive as a vegetarian and have really good food. We're not vegan. Vegan is a different level. You don't like killing animals in the game because you do like the animals. However, we're not vegan. That's a life thing. It's not a diet. That's like a commitment to a, a whole point of view about life and the treatment of other creatures on the planet. We're not there. We are vegetarian. So we just decided a long time ago to start telling you every week what we're eating. And so it could have been Jimmy John's veggie sandwich. <laughs> but it's going to be Freddy veggie burger. Is Freddy's, um, can it, like most people have Freddy's in the USA or is it just I don't like know a- if it's everywhere. It's not in like a lot of the smaller towns. Smaller, smaller. I mean, our town's only about 50. But it's a franchisey thing. Like yeah, a big thing. It's a franchise. Yeah. Most. You know, a lot of fast food places do have a veggie burger. You just have to ask. Yeah. Surprisingly, not... some McDonald's have, some don't. And they just use Morningstar burgers. I mean, it makes um, for, like, somewhere like McDonald's, which is the biggest fast food chain in the world, it, 
they and should. They do, they do some places, but their market is they can't just buy tons of food f- that's never going to get sold. If in our town nobody but me ever buys one, which- I feel like they should market it to people as though like this is as good as our burgers. Buy this as well. Like this is a you know this is for everybody. It's not just a thing for these people over here. Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. But say this is the most delicious burger. And it's a veggie burger. Without a dead animal And it's in more it, healthy. Right. You know? <laughs> Arguably, I don't know that they're all more healthy, but it's not a dead animal we're eating. That's all we care about in that instance. So that's what we're having for supper. All right. So what's your advice before we leave? My advice? I forgot. I typed it up. Um, it's don't know if it's advice. It's just sort of this thing I have as a take on something where it's just this. Not being honest with someone. Right? About a thing means that your ego is bigger than the truth. That means that your little precious ego where you don't want to upset them because you don't want to feel bad. You don't want to make them mad because you don't want them mad at you. You don't want to hurt their feelings because you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to say something that changes their perception of you because you are precious and and your ego tells you, I don't want that person to think different of me, so I'm not going to tell them the truth. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be honest about what needs to be said because I'm more important than the truth, and I don't like that. Well said. (laughs) It's brief, but you know, I have to examine my own thing sometimes, and I have a really strong point of view on a thing. Am I willing to put it out there regardless of the consequence to me. Now, the consequence to someone else might be that their feelings get hurt or might be that their perception of something or someone changes. But if it's the truth, not my version of a truth, not like me giving them opinion, but like I know a fact or a situation and they're not aware of it and it will impact their decision making or it impacts them in some way, but I choose not to say it because, well... I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be the middleman. I don't want to get in the middle of it. Well, then it's just all about you. And you've just kept the truth from somebody because of your own self. Nice. Well said. Is it? Well executed. <laughs> so uh, if you want to visit our website, say schooly.com and twitter.com and sidtalk.com. Sorry. Uh, don't visit me on Facebook because something happened to my <laughs> Facebook account and it doesn't work anymore. You no longer exist. No, it doesn't work. All my... For, I, one day, all my timeline disappeared on Facebook, and then the next day, all my, what do you call it, the well, my profile page all blanked out. Do and you then, care? Is that something you care about? I don't really care. I don't, I don't think. I've kind of let go of it. Good. My other thing was, like, now when I go to Facebook to look at other people's posts, they don't appear either, so <laughs> it's like it's nothing. <laughs> But I do still have the Facebook group for this webpage, and that seems to work. So, uh, yeah, you can go and follow that on Facebook after the show movie podcast. Catch us on Google Play, the iTunes Music Store. Ask your Amazon device. Play after the show movie podcast on TuneIn. We're also on YouTube. We're also on the new Google Podcasts. They've got a new app on Android. Because we're already on Google, you'll find us in that. Email feedback to ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm giving him The Rock. (laughs) And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone is doing it for you.